0: blues fans, welcome to another week in the blues. I'm your host Jimbo Big Train Matson. This week, we're at the National Blues Museum in St. Louis. I'll have a little bit more about it at the end of the show, so stick around. But for right now, let's take a look at what happened this week in blues history. Country blues singer Lottie Kimbrough was born on January 14th in either 1893 or 1900. The date of her death is unknown. She was a large woman and was nicknamed the Kansas City Butterball. Her recording career lasted from 1924 to 1929. One music journalist wrote that Kimbrough's vocal power and unique arrangements of several of her best pieces rank her as one of the sizable talents of the 1920s blues tradition. Chicago slide blues guitar maestro Earl Hooker was born January 15, 1930 in Clarksdale, Mississippi. Later that same year, his parents moved the family to Chicago. Hooker is considered a musician-musician, and he performed with blues artists such as Sonny Boy Williamson, Junior Wells, and John Lee Hooker, and fronted his own bands. An early player of the electric guitar, Hooker was a flamboyant showman and picked the guitar with his teeth, or his feet, or played it behind his neck, or between his legs. Chicago blues harmonica player and singer, Lester Mad Dog Davenport, was born January 16, 1932, in Chula, Mississippi. He moved to Chicago when he was 14. Davenport's first claim to blues fame was a 1955 Bo Diddley chess session he played harp on that produced Pretty Thing and Bring It to Jerome. He also played harmonica with the band The Kinsey Report, 1992 saw his first solo effort that was followed by several others. Chicago blues singer, guitarist, and songwriter E.G. Kite was born January 17, 1966 in Dublin, Georgia. She's worked with a who's who list of country and blues stars, including George Jones, Jerry Lee Lewis, Conway Twitty, Merle Haggard, Luther Allison, Hubert Sumlin, Pinetop Perkins, Taj Mahal, B.B. King, and Coco Taylor. Already a professional musician in her mid-teens, Kite moved away from playing country songs and began her career in Chicago blues after hearing a recording of Coco Taylor. She's received several nominations for Blues Music Awards. Chicago blues piano player Henry Gray was born January 19, 1925 in Kenner, Louisiana. Growing up, he began playing piano and organ in the local church, and his family eventually got a piano for the house. By the time he was 16, he was asked to play at a club near the family home. In 1956, Holland Wolf asked Gray to join his band. He quickly accepted the offer and stayed on until 1968. Gray also became a session player for Chess Records and recorded or performed with Muddy Waters, Hubert Semlin, Buddy Guy, James Cotton, Jimmy Reed, and Coco Taylor, among many others. Blues vocalist, harmonica player, and drummer Willie Big Eye Smith was born January 19, 1936, in Helena, Arkansas. Smith learned to play harmonica at age 17 after moving to Chicago, and the next year he formed a trio. In 1955, Smith played harmonica on Bo Diddley's recording of the Willie Dixon song Diddy Wah Diddy for the Checker Label. Drummers were in more demand than harp players, so Smith switched to drums and started playing with Muddy Waters Band, the first of several stints with Waters. Chicago blues guitarist Luther Tucker was born January 20, 1936 in Memphis, and Tucker's family moved from Memphis to Chicago when he was nine years old. While soft-spoken and shy, Tucker made his presence known through his unique and clearly recognizable guitar style. Tucker helped to define the Chicago blues sound, and while never achieving the fame and notoriety of some of his contemporaries, he was considered one of the most prominent rhythm guitarists of Chicago blues along with Eddie Taylor, Jody Williams, and Freddie Robinson. The National Blues Museum in St. Louis, Missouri is filled with a rotating collection of interactive features and exhibits full of unforgettable artifacts. The museum opened in 2016. Surly King, the daughter of B.B. King, spoke at the museum opening. The museum does a great job of tracing through the origins of the blues and how each generation adopted and ultimately changed it. There is plenty of exhibit space dedicated to the legends, as well as the unsung heroes, focusing on the musicians who brought the blues to life. In addition to preserving the history of the music, they also have a live music space that serves as a host to local and touring acts but also hosts a regular open mic complete with a house band. And I was fortunate enough while visiting there to jump up and do a couple of songs. Well, blues fans, we just covered some of the highlights here, but if you want to know more about these artists or the other things that happened this week in the blues, be sure to follow our social media pages or go visit our website at bigtrainblues.com. We'll have a brand new episode next week. So we'll see you then.